Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Clay Purview, watch Speedway live or on demand. And SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in motion. Bring you Speedway Nation with Jared Ash and Ryan Harris right across the SEM network. Welcome back to Speedway Nation live around the SEN network brought to you by the team at SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in motion. There's been a flurry of announcements in recent times. Ryan Harris, the uh, Australian titles for 2024-2025 are all just just little... Bit of spatter, bit of spatter here, here, there and everywhere. There's uh, just dribbling out announcements everywhere, but there's been some big ones and there's some big titles being held at Murray Bridge next season. Holy smokes. Talk about a triple crown if ever. Yeah, well, it's never been done, has it? So Australian sprint car title, Australian super sedan title and Australian speed car title and Murray Bridge Speedway South Australia all in the one season. Take a bow, Darren Chaddy. That is impressive. <laughs> Very impressive and I am somewhat jealous. Oh, and rightfully so, <laughs> rightfully so. It's going to be, so effectively, the three biggest Australian championships yeah. in our sport, the three biggest categories that have got the biggest following, Yep, they're all at the one track. That's never happened before in a single season. So Brisbane has hosted the sprint car and the speed car title two times in the same year, 2022 and 2001. That's a nice stat. Adelaide has hosted the speed car and the super sedan title in the same year for two seasons, in 1992 and 1986. And Perth had the speed car title and the super sedan title in the same year in 2013. So there's some stats, but... Michael Michael G would have won that one, I reckon. That was Matt Pascoe, 2013. Oh, 2013. Oh. The ah. first one over there was 2006. Michael G won that Michael one. G. Oh, yeah, of course. So Sorry, Michael. That's okay. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So first time ever that the three biggest Australian titles have been held at the one track in the one season. Probably maybe not an indictment, but a little nod to, hey, we've got to look after and foster the sport in South Australia at the moment. Yeah, it's important. Very, very important. No speedway in capital cities is a major, major problem in the country. Um, and given what we saw with the numbers of competitors in South Australia after Adelaide closed um, and things have sort of petered off a little bit, uh, I think it's um, the injection they certainly need. And I know, I speak to Darren obviously a fair bit um, as our sister venue to Toowoomba, they have got huge plans for it. They've got a whole team working hard to make the three events ginormous, and I'm sure they will be, and, you know, and some big events leading up to them as well to give reason for you know, visitors to come to South Australia to, to Murray Bridge throughout the season. Well, we've, we've seen the return of some of those big events. Speed cars, obviously, the last couple of seasons have had the 20,000 to win Australasian Championship that they've been yeah. hosting there. That's That's been really big and really well supported and that's back from the venue that's back and that's yeah, gonna that's gonna effectively 
tag onto the back of the Australian Championship. But that's that's effectively the little free kick to go, hey, if we're going to get down there for a big event, that's that big event. The Cowland 42 has always been big for super sedans at Murray Bridge. It's yeah. something they've tried to continue to foster, and that's going to double as the South Australian title after, unfortunately, they lost the SA title a little bit earlier this season. So Cowland 42 is there as well. Sprint Car Masters is back at uh, Murray Bridge Speedway, two-night event, big prize money on for that. So, they're, oh, well, they're going to run. So they're going to run that end. Oh yeah, they're running that, and then they're doing that Battle of the Bridge and, and about the start of the season as well. Correct. So, so plenty of big events yeah, to uh, cool. to help, I guess, foster those categories there. And the title rotation sometimes work works its way in funny ways, and things cross over because not every state runs titles and all that, all that sort of stuff for some categories. So title rotation we talk about is a lot of categories. They'll go. Now this this year it's your turn in Queensland for the Super Sedan title, your turn in WA for this for this particular title. That's how that worked for a lot of those categories. Of course, the sprint car title went up for tender this year. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably a good thing to talk about because a lot of people probably don't understand the process. So um, submissions are put forward. So when a title comes around to your state, so it's allocated by state, then there's expressions of interest called for from the national bodies to the tracks and then the tracks that are interested then put forward a proposal and then the board or the, the association or that collective then make a decision based on the tracks that expressed interest of where it goes. So that's a probably key message out of all of that. Why doesn't this track get it or why doesn't it go to this track or how come this track missed out of it? Um, that's how it played out. This year with the Australian Sprint Car title for, for 2025, because it was due to be at Sydney and there's still uncertainty around whether Sydney happens or not, the SCCA, the, the National Sprint Car Body, decided that they put it out to tender to anyone in the country. So there was three tracks that put in for it. One was High Tech Alls, Toowoomba Speedway, Toowoomba. I know that for certain. <laughs> um, I saw the proposal. Nice work. Yeah, my, Perth Motorplex and, and obviously Murray Bridge Speedway and Murray Bridge Speedway um, got the nod um, to go to South Australia, which I was obviously disappointed about, but... You know, you take it, you take well, take it on board, and it's great for South Australian sprint car racing. There's factors in that. So there's, for we're talking about with these title allocations. If it's not just when it's an open slather like this, for some some sometimes it happens. It's not just a state based rotation. Sometimes, so for an event like this, the SCCA would have had to consider a lot of things. So it was only just recently held in Western Australia. Is it fair to make all the competitors drive all the way to WA again? That's something they would have considered. They would have considered some things about, hey, driving up to Toowoomba, the health of the sport of sprint car racing in South Australia. So there's more than just, uh, yeah. this is the best venue, this is how much money they're putting up to host the title. There's, there's a lot of factors that go involved in, in that sort of thing. And mm. it was rotation due for speed cars and rotation due for super sedans in the same state. But there's a reason for the first time ever that this uh, this particular track's hosting three titles in the one season. Yeah, it's the stars of a line that way. And and it made sense, the Australian Sprint Car title, a week after the Classic. You know, I know Darren put forward that he was happy to run it the week before or the week after the Classic, which has made sense for us. At Toowoomba, we proposed to actually run at the end of November um, just to, you know, th that was off the back of, you know, that sort of spiked up a little bit of interest when James McFadden sort of went PR to the press about what his thoughts and the, the, the current yeah. landscape of Sprint Car racing. And, you know, we took... You know, we took a look at that and actually thought that was a good idea. But um, as it turns out, we'll get a chance, I'm sure, at some stage. And Toowoomba will be keeping our hat in the ring when the opportunities present themselves, Jared. Well, <laughs> I'm, I, I look forward to that. I definitely look forward to an Australian Sprint Car title someday at High Tech Alls Toowoomba Speedway. It'll uh, definitely be a fun event when that time does come around. To look forward to some of the statistics, though, Murray Bridge has hosted a heck of a lot of Australian titles. So... Prior to 2025, before they host any next year, 
hosted 31 national titles at Murray Bridge. That's a lot. That is a lot. 31 national titles, put in perspective, and you're talking about genuine national titles of yeah. national divisions, not not like not a Australian title for a little tiny class that only runs at one track. Genuine national titles. Genuine national titles. So they're only behind Brisbane, the city, Brisbane as a whole. So has, not Archerfield. Brisbane as a whole has 35. So that's including the exhibition ground. Oh, yeah. And that's including Archerfield Speedway. So they've got 35 Australian titles. Perth, which includes Claremont and the Motorplex, they've got 35 Australian titles. Sydney, which includes the showgrounds, Parramatta City Raceway, which became Valvoline Raceway, and Eastern Creek, they've got 34 national titles at Sydney. Wow. So this year, Murray Bridge is going to move to second overall. They're going to jump past Sydney. They're going to jump past Brisbane, potentially. They're going to jump past a couple of people and move right up in that pecking order for a number of Australian titles hosts. And for those interested, Toowoomba sits fifth on the list with 22 national titles. So, Woo. Go, so go it's, it's, it's a pretty big jump, though, from those major tracks. So Archerfield and the Exhibition Ground. So Brisbane, Perth and Sydney, obviously, pretty big population centres. They've all got 30-something titles. Interesting that Murray Bridge outranks Adelaide over all those years yeah. for, uh, for national titles held. So just, just something to have a look at there. Yeah, that's um, that's unbelievable stats. Actually, it, it, I would never have guessed that. Obviously, the mecca that Speedway City at Virginia was um, for for so long, um, I would have you would have thought you know they would have had a lot more than that. But anyway, they're, they're really cool stats actually, and uh, very cool. And yeah, kudos to Murray Bridge. They got a heck of a year coming up um, for them. I'm I'm going to try to get down there for two or three of them if I can, so well, they, good. They certainly do, and, and we've seen the strides they've made recently with uh, looking at things for the racing surface. They've brought in people to consult. They've, they've talked about that, and the racing mm. surface was fantastic there over that Sprint Car Speed Week period. Really good. There's works going on in the background to look at lighting upgrades. There's works going on in the background to look at fence upgrades. That's the thing when you have a national title. Everyone feels like they've got to lift yeah. and lift the profile of their venue when you host a national title. You host three of them. In one season, you're going to really make a big effort. It's a beautiful venue. Like uh, we we stayed there at the Australian or the National Modified Sedan um, Championship a few years ago. There, oh, five years ago now. Um, time gets gets away. It's just it's a beautiful venue. Um, you know Barry Waldron, his contribution to Speedway is um, phenomenal, and I, I call he should be in the Hall of Fame for what he's done for Speedway Australia um, overall. Um, but the, the investment he's made and the club, the strength there, and they continue to make in the venue. It's just picturesque. You roll in, the, the river's over there. You go over the big bridge and get over the top of that car park, walk through the main gate and look down on this beautiful picturesque venue, big rolling grass hills. You've got the spectator seats down the side, the shade sails over there, the big massive club room that overlooks the venue, you know, bitumen pits. It's grass. a great place. It's a great place. It's it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And the car count, I think, will be quite strong, even though the local South Australian sprint car and all those numbers aren't overly strong. I, I think the car counts, it's a destination venue that people will all travel um, will travel to. So, yeah, it's going to be a huge year for Murray Bridge with um, that phenomenal lineup. <laughs> Looking forward to it, Speedway Nation. Thanks to SRV Road Freight Services. We'll be right back after this. This is SEN Speedway Nation for Clay Purview. Watch Speedway Live or on demand. And SRV Road Freight Services, excellence in motion. Welcome back to Speedway Nation. Thanks to Clay Purview. You can watch Speedway Live or on demand. And another really exciting weekend coming up. National Super Sedan title. Back yeah. at Albany Speedway. Looking forward to it. I feel like they've hosted the Super Sedan title just a few times. But, uh, of course, they last to host the National Super Sedan title back in 2017 in Western Australia. 
Darren Kane won on that particular occasion. That was a fantastic event. 30-odd cars making the uh, the call over there. And the race in the feature race was just phenomenal. Ryan, Ryan Alexander led a lot of the race. It started to drizzle rain halfway through the through the race. Yeah. And the track got faster and faster. It was really weird. Darren Kane ended up uh, just coming on strong. There. He won his third title that weekend. And, well, we're probably not expecting massive car numbers. But the racing at Albany has always been really, really exciting for super sedans. Now, super sedans aren't massively strong in Western Australia. Plenty of East Coast cars coming across. They've done a really good job with the scheduling of things. Yeah. Be a fun fun weekend though, Ryan. Yeah, it will be. 30, uh, just over 30 uh, super sedans for the national title. I'm heading over. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time with the family. Um, um, yeah, I'm checking out some of the action over there. It'll be my first visit to Albany Speedway, believe it or that not. That was a shock for me, Ryan Harris. I know. I've oh. never never been able to have the opportunity to get to down there, seen lots of it um, on TV and the wonderful cl- coverage of from Clape of You. But the racetrack races really well, rolls up a nice cushion, and the super sedans will um, be exceptional around there again. Um, no question about that. It's going to be a, it's a wide-open race for how small the field Correct. really is. And probably one of the things that throws people off a little bit when they do go to Albany is the track service is it's beautiful. If you could pick that up and take that to somewhere else in the country, you would happily do it because there were guys that at the National Modified Sedan title there last season ran soft tyres all weekend and didn't hurt them. Yeah, it's it's so, it's a weird surface, isn't it? They talk about it sort of like, uh, like greasy, skatey sort of, but doesn't ever touch tyres at all. So the wheel speed doesn't, you know, burn blister tyres now we're really starting to bore people about um um tyres and race surfaces but it's just a nice surface to race on as i said the cushion rolls up lovely um the place is always packed for major events you know there's normally eight super sedans for a western australian event all of a sudden um there's 30 odd the place to be packed city of albany uh the major sponsor it's great to see the local tourism board um and the local town get right behind the event can't wait yeah, of course, defending national champion Trent Wilson. He'll be making the trip across. He won that at Gympie this past season there in Queensland. That was a, uh, a pretty emotional win, and rightfully so. A great story. So looking forward to seeing him go across and defend his title. But for the major talking point, and the thing that will continue to be the major talking point until it happens, is there's four drivers that are locked on. Uh, sorry, three drivers that are locked on four national Super Sedan titles each. So Grenville Anderson, Darren Kane, Matt Pascoe, both last two drivers still racing this current era of super sedan racing do we see one of these drivers get to five this this national title very very possible darren kane has been um in good touch and will suit that place he obviously won the last one there the racetrack how it is it really suits his car and he has been very fast this season i think i said in a previous episode um hayden brims would be absolutely electric around the joint no disrespect to Matt or Brad Pascoe, who have been in unbelievable form as oh, for sure. as well this season, but I, I I I can see either Darren Kane or Matt Pascoe um, winning their fifth title, and dare I say it, Jared Ash become the goat of super sedans for well, <laughs> exclamation mark. This is the this is the talking point. So without wanting to, we're taking nothing away from anything these three drivers have achieved. Grenville Anderson. Over 17 years, he won his national titles. He won three of them in the 70s and 80s. Won one in 93 down in Tasmania as well. Yeah, He had a state title and all that sort of run. There is no denial that he was the greatest of that era. He won over two different eras. The cars in the 70s were different to the cars in the 90s. He won over two different eras. 
Darren Kane did the same thing. He won over two different eras. He won his first in 2004 down at Murray Bridge. Mm. He's spent over 16 years. He won his last one in 2020 at Borderline Speedway, the last national title before the world shut down. Yeah. He's he's won over two different eras as well. The cars in 2000, Leaf Spring cars, completely different to the, the bar-style cars that they race these days. And then, of course, Matt Pascoe. He's won his Western Australia, won at the Motorplex. He won two down in Tasmania at Latrobe. Big, big fan of Latrobe Speedway, just quietly. Yeah. And, of course, he won another one at Moama Speedway down in Victoria, New South Wales, Victoria border. He's um, taking nothing away from either of these either of these competitors amongst the three. It's a fair discussion to go, right, well, who's the greatest out of these? It's, it's what we love to do in sport. We love to sit in there and go, who's the goat? Who's the best out of those three? And that's it. That The field at the moment is those three. There's realistically one or two in the current crop that may join them. But at yeah. the moment, it's, it's a talk between these three. Yeah, they are the three greatest. And there's a lot of wonderful drivers that have been around. Jamie McHugh, Michael G, John Leslie, like Kevin Purton. Kevin Purton, Jared Harper. Um, phenomenal talents. Uh, you know, we're not even talking about Callum Harper. He's not making the trip um, this year to, you know, he's earmarked to potentially join these guys by winning a few more titles as well. For me, Darren Kane is the greatest and I'm happy to be proved wrong, but I think um, what he's done and I know he's had wonderful opportunities, but the guy is an absolute master. Um, I, I just remember him like he's won late model titles as well. I remember Kingaroy and he explained like the track was heavy. There was 13 laps to left to run in the national title. And he explained that he counted the number of tariffs he had off because the track was so heavy to how many he could pull a lap to finish. Yeah. Seriously. It's it's the, methodical. It is. The guy is absolute. Oh, he's my goat. Um, and to be fair, so this, this trip to Albany is probably his best chance to be the first to get to five. Yep. He's been so good at Albany in the past. He's got 15 state titles. Here's, here's some stats for you. Darren Kane, 15 state titles. Matt Pascoe, 15 state titles. These two are just level. <laughs> Four national titles each, 15 state titles each. Darren Kane, he's won three Grand Nationals. Matt Pascoe's won five Grand Nationals and three Grand Prix down in Tasmania. So he's won a lot of racing down in Tasmania, which is interesting because Darren Kane, originally from Tasmania, he's still, yeah. a lot of people still count him as a Tassie boy. It's interesting that Matt Pascoe's got the ascendancy down there. So we talk about, well, it's so hard to just balance that out and you don't want to upset the apple cart. Matt Pascoe's done a lot of this in his own built car. So whether anyone wants to say anything one way or the other about the opportunities he's also had and people also being involved in funding his rides and, and all that sort of stuff. He's done a lot of this in his own car and it's a very short window that Matt's been in. He's a little bit younger than Darren. He's got potentially a fair bit of racing left. There's a lot of opportunity for him to win one, two, three more maybe. That's that's an option, but... Like you said, if you wanted to maybe look at overall, Darren Kane has two national late model championships in that as well. That's six national titles in the two elite categories in the country. That's very impressive, Ryan. Oh, it is. It is very much so. I remember what Darren said when he won the, the title of 2009 in Lismore. And he said, I don't think I realized how big of achievement it was to win the first one until it took me so long to win the second one. Yeah. And then, you know, Granville Kane, <laughs> Pascoe, Everything they've done phenomenal in the sport, you know. There's a and up and comers coming through as well. Obviously, like yeah, we're not we're not disparaging anyone. Brad yeah. Pascoe, obviously, Matt's son has been so impressive this mm. year. Multiple titles to his name already. Multiple big event wins. Of course, Callum Harper. We spoke about not making the trip this year, but 
currently got two national super stand championships and a late model championship as well. So he's already got three to his name. It's it's an interesting debate. Will upset some people, but if you look at back in the era, they weren't racing the same quality of cars. Without any disparaging comments towards Grenville Anderson, he did a wonderful job of promoting the sport. He will forever be that that forefather that built super yeah. stand racing. They weren't racing the same quality of cars. It was five good cars that showed up to a race meeting. Mm. Now there's 20 good cars. They've all got the same gear. Yeah, all the same equipment. That's exactly right. So, yeah, no, it's just who knows? Who knows what, what we'll see this weekend? Will one of the will, – will Darren Kane or Matt Pascoe win their fifth? <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's, it's exciting. It's goosebump stuff. It's like mm. hair stand up on the back of your neck. I remember being trackside when Darren Kane won his fourth. And yeah. The call cool. for that, it was exciting. Then, of course – Two years later, down at La Trobe, the 50th running of the National Superstand title, Matt Pascoe won his fourth and equaled that to become the third driver to get fourth. Crazy. The, the day that it happens, this is this is get around it. If, you, if you're anywhere in WA, get down there. Support your locals. The Higgs will be hard to beat down there as well, just quietly. <laughs> just quietly. Just quietly. <laughs> the Higgs will be very hard to beat down there. They're very, very impressive down there. If you're anywhere in WA, get there or tune into Clayview because it could be the history-making weekend this weekend. I think it – I think – I think the script is written, ready for a big fairy tale finish, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, if you're not uh, of the Super Sedan flavour, South Australian Pro Sprint car title this weekend, South Australian Modified Sedan title this weekend at Mount Gambier Borderline. That'll be exciting. Lismore and Gympie have got programs on. Of course, Sprint Cars, the Great Southern Showdown, returns to Avalon Speedway. There's plenty of flavour around the country this weekend. Yeah, plenty of racing, but it gets like that at this time of the year. You know, always... uh, Plenty of great stuff coming through to, you know, February, March. We finish off some national titles, build up great racing right around the country as per new, normally. Tune on Clay View, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure the debate about who's the greatest of all time in Super Sands will be a furious one on Facebook. Looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> uh, without any further ado, thanks for joining us on Speedway Nation. Thanks to Clay View. We'll be back next week for another episode.